Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and good evening and good night. That's been JoJo's World, I'm out of here. This has been JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are doing the episode in reverse. To be continued. I don't know anymore. Patreon.com slash JoJo's World. My highlight this episode was the sword fight. Okay, cut the shit, Nick. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. I don't know how to cut shit. What am I doing here? This is JoJo's World. Yes. Our revolutionary girl Utena recap and discussion podcast. Yes. Where we recap and discuss episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nick, what's new in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure lately? Stone Ocean, of Uh course, on the horizon. Still waiting for an air date there. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a plethora of other good... I assume, I will never listen to them. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcasts out there. You might like to check out... uh, Yeah, you'll never listen to them because you don't know what they are. Dogs Must Die uh, by Chip and Ironicus. Oh, very nice. Good name. Uh, Who, of course, we've discussed at length their other projects on this show before, including Mm -hmm. the definitive Metal Gear Solid 5 Let's Play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good move, good move. Now they're chomping our flavour by doing a JoJo's podcast. And we will kill them for it. No, there is no room for competition in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcasting. That's just a myth created by capitalism. Yeah, what we do is we come in and we have a monopoly. What we do is we come in and we banter and we have fun and one day we'll inevitably kill each other. I think I would do it by pulling a sword out of you. And then putting it back into me? Yeah, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Nick. Yes. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. Two jury episodes where serious things happen. You were so keen on everything in these episodes. Yes, because uh, jury is cool. Well, our first jury duel since the first arc. Mm. Uh, she is, of course, the most fearsome duelist on the student council. Mm. She is the captain of the fencing club. Or is she, <gasps> apparently, some twist new new blood blue hair boy. <laughs> Who is only going to be for these two episodes. Because he dies of <laughs> natural causes. Oh my god. Well, we don't know that for sure. Episode 28. Whispering in the Dark. Whispers in the Dark. Which, isn't that the title of the second chapter of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring? Is it? Or it's like a shadow in the past or whispers in the dark or something like that. Silently speaking in ill-lit conditions. Or am I thinking of the chapter of The Hobbit, Riddles in the Dark? Ooh, maybe you're thinking of The Hobbit. Which in the equivalent part of the movie that is that chapter in Lord of the Rings, Gandalf, while sitting in the dark, whispers to himself, Riddles in the Dark. I have... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I have here The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, the chapter names of said Fellowship of the Ring. This should be a fun segment. (laughs) A long-expected party. The shadow of the past. Ah. There you go. The fact you nailed that it's the second chapter disturbs me on multiple levels. Like just how bad my memory is. Well, I have read a book before. Which one? After a long absence from school. Well, they called him Rukia here, which isn't right. That's the name of the deuteragonist from Bleach. Okay. Ruka, <laughs> the original fencing captain, returns. Remember Bleach? I remember Bleach. I it's... distinctly remember <laughs> some of Bleach. And then I... Stop paying attention to bleach. You could say that I bleached my memories, but I didn't because I always remember them. (laughs) You'll never make me forget bleach. (laughs) It's in there forever and I can't get it out. There's a new series, um, which I don't know how, if it's ongoing, I don't know if it was a flop or a success, called Mm. Burn the Witch by the same creator, which apparently I'm assuming just for product integration reasons, takes place in the same world as bleach. Isn't that coming or is it... Or is it in there? I think it's come out. Ooh, interesting. But ultimately, I don't care. <laughs> Nick, did we talk a bit uh, in a recent episode about how my, my recent reflection, and I know we've got a lot of ground to cover today, yeah. and I know that I'm yeah. mid-reading the synopsis <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> we are on track. Uh, my recent reflection on whether I just like old anime or if it's just because the old stuff that I'm paying attention to is stuff that has proven it's stood the test of time and actually been good. I think we've mentioned this theory many times before. Okay. I don't know if you've specifically applied it to anime. Because I was thinking about it. And it, yeah. I think this is linked into our recent discussion about like how much anime production has snowballed in the past few years. Mm. Like Just hundreds of know, shows. I find my tastes... 
luring me back to older stuff. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, of course, based on an older property. Revolutionary Girl Utena. Bakano is getting up there in years. Cowboy B-Boy. Mm-hmm. The Big O. These things. Yeah. Are they, you know... Good. I, I d- rationally, I don't think it's a, f- a fact that older stuff is inherently better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we're talking about something that's 20 years old and is still in the uh, public consciousness to any degree, you know, there's a degree of quality or infamy there that's going to keep it around mm. rather than your flash in the pan, one season wonder. Mm. Well, I reckon maybe... Oh, there's There's two theories to this, right? <laughs> okay. One is that... The older stuff is better because the production given to them was either more generous or they had a lucky run. Well, I don't think I, don't, I definitely don't think that's the case when you look at reused footage and stuff, which oh, yeah. I don't think you see to the same degree anymore because of like digital oh, animation. Yeah, but like consider that back then it would have also gained the traction of like this is fucking amazing mm. because yeah, even with the reused footage, it's like oh my god, it's incredible. Well, certainly in the case of this show, there's a lot of reused footage, but we're here for the themes and the storytelling. Yeah, and also the sword fights, which are basically music videos <laughs> in much the same way <laughs> that uh, a lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure confrontations are basically riddles or puzzles. Ah, it's like cool, fancy things that you watch and you're like, I like I this. Get it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think ultimately I like that old hand-drawn aesthetic uh, and like the retro-futurism that Mm. comes with it a lot. Uh, I was going to say second reason could just be nostalgia. Nostalgia, also a factor, and also obviously the um, stand the test of time factor Mm. is the answer to this riddle that I posed for myself on the podcast in the middle of this episode synopsis. You might be shocked to know that there is in fact a trap door answer to this riddle. Don't you open that trap door. Nick is referring to a riddle I read him from Rude Tales of Magic, which didn't have a true answer or indeed be a true riddle. Mm. But as to whether he's back to enjoy life as a student or to push Jury's buttons remains to be determined. <gasps> Ruka, we hate him and we knew that we hated him as soon as we saw him because we looked at him and we're like, oh, he's a cad. <laughs> I think the exact words were, oh, fuck that guy. He spends the first episode playing nice, but then he reveals his true colours. And those true colours? Azure, like his hair. Oh, I get it, because he's an asshole. Here's what Ikahara's episode commentary for the first episode, episode 28, Whispers in the Dark, was. Hit me with it. This one's brief. Brief? Mm-hmm. How brief? Four sentences? F- five sentences? That is quite brief. Shiori's character... Is the embodiment of Jury's weak point. <gasps> that weak point is love. Breaking apart the other person. <laughs> oh, so it's not love, it's love breaking apart the other person. No, there's a, no. There's a paragraph break there. <laughs> that weak point is love. Breaking apart the other person. That means controlling the other person's life. Bending it to your own imaginings in the real world. Ah. It's the ultimate form of romance. <laughs> Quote unquote. Is that it? Is that seriously it? Yeah. Oh shit, that's What dark. I think it's saying here is Juri obviously is in love with Shiori mm-hmm. and therefore feels possessive over her. Mm. An aggressor codependence, if you will. Potentially. Mm. An unhealthy relationship dynamic. One that brings Juri immense dissatisfaction and sadness, and one that brings Shiori. I mean, generally speaking, a lot of issues. Just, just <laughs> Look, kind of a lot of Everyone's got a lot of issues going on. You got Utena. You got Anthony. Oh, you, you got, got Anthony, that's for sure. You, you got, definitely got Nanami. <laughs> you got Nanami. You got Toga? Who, well, Toga's doing all right. Well, I mean, Toga's fine unless something doesn't go his way. And then he broods for three months. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like, see, nothing happened. You're like, you've been mm-hmm. gone for like three months. He's like, yeah, but getting good. The less said about Sionji, the better. Uh, As we learnt from the Black Rose arc, uh, Keiko has got serious uh, dependency mm-hmm. issues. Yep, yep. Pretty much everyone's fucked. Except for... No, Utena also fucked. Akio? Akio... Utena is probably one of the better adjusted characters in this show. I guess Akio's not too fucked, but he's also an asshole. She's very accepting of the fact her parents are dead. Well, she's come to terms with that long ago, yeah. surely. A prince helped her come to terms with it. The prince, not so much. The prince bit, she's still not to terms Okay, with. we're in a place we've never seen before. It's like a ridge on the school struts mm-hmm. overlooking the ocean. Which, I don't know where it is. And there's a bench that Jury likes to hang out at there. Hmm. I remember I used to hang out at a lake. Did you? Yeah. 
Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> it was nice story, Nick. Yep. There was no bench, so I just sat in the dirt like the animal. What was the I name had. of this lake? Uh, it was Matilda Bay. Ah, is yeah. that a lake or a bay? Uh, Jacuzzi. It's uh, it's part of a lake. Objection! It can't be a lake because it's called Matilda Bay. Slam hands down on almost desk. Christmas means it wasn't Christmas. Then what does that mean Christmas Eve is? So she's sitting at this bench and she feels Shiori's absence on the other half of the bench keenly. Mm. Then it's the next day and uh, we, we, we see via his silhouette that the man, Suchia Ruka, has returned to school and he reveals himself um, in the fencing club, uh, stepping in front of, cut, cutting in in front of Mickey, who's going to duel jury. Dual jury next mm-hmm. and being like, I'm not on the schedule, but do you mind if I cut in? The way this is done is that Mickey's like, all right, it's my turn. And then he just pushes in front and from behind you see blue hair yeah. on a much taller man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, it's Mickey, but stronger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only we knew. <laughs> uh, and she already thinks she recognises his she recognizes him, but he's wearing like full fencing face covering, so difficult to say. And everyone's like, oh, and they duel. And he's amazing. He's even better than Jury. <gasps> no, Jury was just... No, wait, is this the bit where Jury's a bit slower than yeah, usual? They, yeah, they basically, like, they get that classic, like, both poke each other at the same time, or so it seems. But to the keen observers, he's just slightly faster. <gasps> and he's like, oh, I thought you would have improved while I was gone, Jury. But it seems I thought too highly of you. And then we instantly all started hating him. <laughs> we were like... You don't mention jury. So it turns out, despite what we've been led to believe, Mm -hmm. you leave jury out of it. You leave jury out of it. (laughs) This is basically the you leave Shiori out of this episode. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It turns out jury's been the acting fencing club captain the whole time. And he's been the true captain, but he's been away sick. It's kind of like how in Metal Gear, you've got big boss and you've got the true big boss. Do you? I don't know. I, the... I don't think that... Oh, you mean how you've got... Ve- Spoilers for Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. You've got Big Boss, a.k.a. Punished Venom Snake. Yep. And then you've got Big Boss, a.k.a. Big Boss. Who is you? Big Boss. Who is guess... not you. Well, it depends which one you're playing. If you're mm. playing Metal Gear Solid V, Ground Zeroes, he's you. Mm. But if you're playing Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain... He's not you. But you are him. You have the same memes. Ah, and thus we're the same person. Yeah, Yeah. the DNA of the soul. Yes. So he's got a really long face. He's got azure hair. Yeah. He's got one little bit that's a little greyer than everything else. Yeah, it's like a sort of washed out blue. Yeah, which I think is I think is the azure, but I'm not sure. Symbolizes his imminent death. Yes. (laughs) He he seems. You know what? I'll commit to that. That one pale stroke of hair symbolizes his pale life and how easily snuffed out it will be. Yeah, it's like um, it's like like a candle in the wind. Like. Twin Peaks when he comes back and he's got that weird grey hair. I have not seen Twin Peaks The Return. Student council meeting. Jury's like, Ruka's returned. Nanami and Mickey are enjoying a succulent Chinese meal. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't... Are you familiar with that that series of events? Would you arrest this man over enjoying a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Apparently that's been around for like 20 years. I only heard about it like two months ago. Yeah. Two months? Yeah. Oh, okay. The succulent Chinese meal meme. Yeah, it's been around for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. So Jury's like, yes, he's back. Ruka Suchia, the captain of the fencing club. But I thought you were the captain, Miss Jury. Don't be a rube, Mickey. Oh, I've just been filling in. And like... Shots of Nanami during this meal, like, increasingly feverishly trying to cut through her unseen food. And she's like, well, if he's the real captain, then why isn't he here at the meeting? Then he swans in like, oh, Nanami. He knows her, evidently. You, you foolish <laughs> oaf. That anyway to talk about an upperclassman, your senpai, if you will, who's been away sick. And she's like, <gasps> you and can't be here. And yeah. then he's behind her, like, congr- uh... Congratulations, end of the world is displeased with you. Yeah, you and he shit. hands them a plate that has an envelope on it. A Taskmaster envelope? Yep, if yep. you will. You've all lost your nerve, he says. That's right, I've just come back and I'm already more in with him than you all are. And they're, <laughs> they're all like, oh, we feel deep shame and embarrassment that we have displeased end of the world. Yeah, Nanami looks sad. 
Um, and uh, they thank, finish their meal. Thank you for the meal. Yeah, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just want to have a regular school life. And then he's clearly like hitting on women that he's training training in fencing. Um, and he's like stroking them. Yep, and hundreds of schoolgirls are crowded in the fencing hall watching him and Jury's just there like, okay, are we going to duel or what? Yeah, he's just like, oh. Yes, I'm here now, and everyone's like, "He is here now." And you know and who else is he? Who else is here now? Shiori. And she's here. like, "Wow, he's here now." Oh my god, they're all here now. <laughs> How many more people can be here? Hundreds. And she has been polishing his sword every day in his locker, and for some reason, she goes to do it again today, even though he's back. And then. As he enters the the locker room, she foolishly knocks open his locker, which clatters his sword to the ground, and she bends down to pick it up, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they kiss, and they're dating. Well, I mean, it's a bit worse than that, in that he's all like, you were the one polishing my sword? You're a very kind person, Shiori. I like that in a woman. Mm. Kiss me. And then he goes in for the kiss, and she's all like, what? And then everyone's like, wow, they're dating. Go Shiori. Yeah, really punching above her weight. She's usually so quiet, too. Fencing above her sword size. (laughs) That was something. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I was going to say it was nothing. Look, she was stabbing above her uh, rapier width. Mm. She was poking above her... It's getting shockingly close to innuendo. Poking above her You're walking a rapier's width edge here, Nick. Oh, see, that was good. That was very good. Shiori watches them into the grand school entrance and is like, hmm. I don't like that. Speak to me after class, Ruka. You leave Shiori out of this. And he's all like, no, I don't know about that, mate. I can't do that. Flashbacks to how they used to sword fight each other. Oh, equally matched. Yeah, perfectly balanced. He taught her, he taught her all his moves here. <gasps> At this place near now, the sea. we weren't clear, and I think I've landed on the answer no, mm-hmm. whether or not he is the same boy that Shiori originally, quote unquote, from her perspective, stole away from Jury. I... Back when they were a trio of fencing club kids. I think that this is a different guy. Yes, I, I took a while to come around, but I think you're right. Because I think in the flashbacks he has brown hair. You're, yeah, definitely. And he, he has blue hair. He could have had a glow up though. You he, know, he, from his he, imminent death. He entered his chrysalis and went through second anime puberty to come out <laughs> with blue hair. I evolved from side to main character. Yeah. <laughs> you leave Shiori out of this. She's my special one. Says Jury. Yeah. She's um, an old friend of mine. And he's like, I see. Well, I'm not going to do that. I think I'll just take what I want, thank you. You see, I'm having an ordinary high school life now and I can date anyone I want. And Jury's all like... I don't like this at all. But, but Jury... But I'm Jury. But I'm Jury. Shiori mine, I'm Jury. And then he walks off. Yep. Uh, Utena and Anthea are holding hands in bed. In the the hand-holdy bed. In the hand-hold 69 bed. Mm -hmm. Or as I like to call it, the S... Or five, but very poorly drawn. I'm just drawn. looking at this bed now, and I'm noticing that at the, no, at the non-head-focused ends, mm-hmm. they each appear to have either a foot locker... Or a bed table? Or a little step to get them into this very high bed. Oh, I see what you mean. Because mm. there's a shadow there. This is not relevant to anything. But, but it is interesting world building. Yeah. <laughs> Attention to detail. Mm. Wow, this Rook is an amazing guy. Let's hold hands and look at space. They look at a, a meteor that's travelling down. This will come back later. For some reason, my heart's pounding. Oh, why is that so? And then Shiori is running through a night pavilion we've never seen before towards a fountain which pours water out of the cherub's pot at irregular <laughs> intervals depending on on symbolism that I don't quite understand. <laughs> look, let's just say there's passionate... Like kissing about to happen. Yes, and she's clinging to his chest, and Jury watches in her nightgown from the sidelines. Like, is this all actually happening, or does it just represent her her frustrated longing by their coupling? Mm. I want to say it could be literal, but both at the same time. Well, as we know, not literal. Yeah, as we know, mm. what's literal can shit, or what's metaphorical can be literally happening in mm. this show. So they're there, they're making like, out. Oh, we we so long, we so love to spend the brief nights together, but never have enough time. And then there's Jury watching from afar, and then... Clutching her pendant of Shiori, which is going to be... It's a real Hans Dice. Except, Hans except, Dice? Except better set up. You remember that brief period where Disney were really pushing Han Solo's Millennium Falcon dice as uh, as tangible merch? What? Is that a thing? Yeah. 
Even though they're just dice? They got a lot of uh, airtime in Solo, a Star Wars story, and released around the same time uh, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. like where they got like magically transmitted to Leia or something like that as a token to remember him by. Weird. Okay. Hans Dice. So they're making out, and then who should look at Jury? Mid-makeout, uh, Ruka is like looking at Jury being like, Heh, I know you're watching this. <gasps> and Jury's like, oh, he knows what he's he doing. Knows, he knows that I'm watching. He knows everything. He knows that I want her. What's yep. his game? And then she spends all night sitting up next to her grandfather clock. We've all been there. Staring at her pendant. God, we've all been there. Do you remember that year that I was... Um, In America? At... No, no, no. When I was at school and mm-hmm. um, I... <laughs> I didn't come in because I had been up all night by a grandfather clock looking at my pendant. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a bad night. <laughs> that was a whole year, you say. Yeah, year 11, yeah. <laughs> so then it's it's after class. Classic one person left alone in the huge classroom and Jury comes in and is like, you should stay away from him. He's bad He's bad business. And she's all... Oh, she nah. has like some absolutely cutting retort. I've got to pull up... She's like, yeah. you can't trust him. He's, he's dangerous. Look, I'm worried look, about you. It's, it literally goes down as, look, this guy, I know that you think he's cool and all, but he's not cool. He's actually really bad. And she just goes, oh, Jury, you know, you're actually just... The worst. Yeah, he says, you really are the worst. And she has, like, shocked, hollow eyes. Then followed by, oh, hey, Shiori. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, all my friends. Oh, do you <laughs> want to come over here? Yeah, sure, yeah, let's no, leave. Let's and Jury is here. just stunned, mm-hmm. just standing there, as if her one love has just said, fuck you, right to her face, but in a way that they can broadcast on public television <laughs> at appropriate times for children. So back in that same night pavilion as before, mm-hmm. she runs along the huge aqueduct again, mm-hmm. uh, but then Toga Kiryu is there instead of uh, Ruka. And she's all like, but this is the fountain I it's always a, meet him at. This is the most redundant. Like both These two episodes both have the most like, ham-fisted, oh, we need to get Kiryu in here so we can reuse the him summoning the car thing. So, But it's so good. What happens here is Kiryu is there and he's like, I've got a message from Tsuchiya because he wants to take you to the car place. So please wait for him here. I Just... really don't need to be here. <laughs> and she's all like, a fantastic place. And he's like, yep, look, I'm summoning the car. Can't you hear the throbbing of the engine of the end of the world? But why are you here? To do the stock footage. Look, and my shirt's he, open. He turns around, no shirt, boom, there's the car in inside the fountain. the fountain. And in the back of the car oh. is uh, Rukia. And he's already there being all, you mean Ruka? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, and he's there. <laughs> Not the uh, deuteragonist from Bleach. Ah, and he's there being all like, hey. So um, this is a particularly fucked car sequence. <laughs> this is what we in the industry call a cooked concoction of fuckery. And I suppose because because Ruka's already all on board with the end of the world stuff. This is getting Shiori on side. Mm-hmm. And what it, event- what it essentially boils down to is Ruka and uh, and Shiori doing it in the back of the car while Akio drives and then gets gets onto the uh, onto the hood like he likes to do. So I'm pretty sure the debate is just, hey, do you want to go be somewhere with- special? Yeah, do you want to be like someone with me? Yeah, get something? the whole world. I want the world. Do you want the power? I miracles? want the whole world. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. <laughs> Give I- it to me. <laughs> Ruka songs. Are you are you talking about a song about taking the whole world, or are you talking about a song that's literally I just want to go get some candy and just put it in my pocket? I mean, that's the point of that song. The but candy is a metaphor for her ce- the ceaseless capitalist desire to possess everything. Uh, fucking blueberry. Nope. Uh, that fucking bad egg. Bad egg. Yeah, she stands on the egg weighing machine and then goes down to the egg furnace to get destroyed because she was a bad egg. Oh, I see. But maybe the furnace isn't operating today. (laughs) Unlike uh, Every other day. Unlike Ruka and Shiori, who are absolutely getting it on in the back of that car. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's discreet, but we can see that Shiori's clearly not wearing a top in this shot. Uh, We can can see her bare shoulder. And neither is Ruka, but he's he's wearing his his jacket. Like all the boys in this car, he's got his open jacket and bare chest. You always have to do, like, 
arms outstretched mm-hmm. when you're banging your women. And then they throw their heads back and gasp. And then, and then Akio oh, in the front seat is, don't you love the throb of the engine? Anyway, oh. I'm going to give you guys some privacy and climb onto the, onto the hood now. God, isn't the night sky beautiful? Looking directly into their eyes, yep. being like, can you look that way? No, so as, I'm driving. <laughs> so as the pattern goes, then it's the next day in the Rose Garden and they're watering Choo Choo and Akio's like, so pretty. And Choo Choo's like, oh, the roses, I mean. Oh. I think Choo Choo's pretty. Wait, Akio or Ruka? Choo Choo. No, no, no. As in. <laughs> <laughs> that could literally be any. It's like, do you want to go to like Varsity or Grilled? Two Choo Choo. Burger establishments in our neck of the yeah. woods. Yeah. It's like, I want to I wanna Choo Choo. Oh, okay. Um, uh, shit. All right. Wasn't expecting that. So then report. Shiori and Ruka are in the doorway with the car behind them as we've come, become accustomed uh, to. They're passionate lovers now. Sure. So intimate in their uh, physicality. So uh, hedonistic in their plans. So manipulative in their desires. In his desires, at least. Yeah, definitely his. Not so much hers. So despite the fact that there's that same evil red car behind them, they seem pretty unsuspecting. Mm. They're just like, excuse me, could we uh, oh, have yeah, a duel? yeah, we met you the other day in the dueling arena. Yes, yes, I saw you I saw you watching our match. And then Shiori somewhat violently plucks a rose from the uh, the rose bush and is like, deal time. Uh, yeah, literally Utena sees the, the signet ring and yeah. is like, so you're a duelist too? It's like, yes, yep. I'd like to duel you tonight if, uh, if that's all right. Yeah. Thank you. And the shadow puppet play this episode is about fishing and catching things that aren't fish. Now, you were like, what does that mean? So is that, yeah, I think this is like Shiori. Mm-hmm. She's going after Ruka here. The white whale. Sure, okay. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to land a fish, of which there are plenty in the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out he's garbage. Yeah. Just like Captain Ahab. But on on the on the flip side of that as well, uh-huh. from Ruka's perspective, mm-hmm. go on after Shiori as the bride for sword pulling. Mm. Turns out she's garbage, doesn't cut the mustard, can't defeat Utena with Shiori. That's the... Is it Queequag? Is that his name? Queelag? So you're just trying to list things you know from uh, from Moby Dick. I, Ishmael. So we've got uh, the narrator, Ishmael. Yeah. We've got Captain Ahab, the captain. Yeah. We've got Queequag, the Native American uh, harpoonist. Native American? I thought he was, like, from somewhere else. Uh, like, he's, it's he's been a, native, a while. He's an indigenous of somewhere. Well, of course I remember it's a bit... It's a bit... The three, like, big harpoon guys on the ship are all various specific ethnicities and everyone else just seems to be, like, a melange of white. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is they're like, okay, I have all these sailors. You're the useful guy for this. Mm. And he's like, oh, can you treat me like a human? He's like, fuck off, all right? I own you. But he gets status on account of being the respected harpoonist. Yeah, true, true. And then there's a lot of chapters about whale biology. There is many appendices that I wasn't... Exp- like, I think I got maybe less than a third of the way it through It probably that. depends on your edition, but uh, you say appendices, I say full-on chapters in the middle oh, of the story. Oh, still, there's still chapters where it's like, mm. see, this specific whale has quite a lot of fat. You see, we the want the, the... What's it called? Spermatozoa? Is that what it is? I have no idea. I was reading... We it want and- that dang whale oil to make perfumes and oils. Yeah, I remember I was sitting Ambergris. in... I was sitting in an underground Ambergris. Japanese restaurant reading it, being like... Okay, this is too much now. I can't. Very underground. Mm, mm. Like, literally underground and also underground. Okay. Yeah, man. Anyway, so they're going to duel. They duel. Um, oh, sorry, no. Shadow puppets, they're fishing for things. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that. Yeah. Absolute Destiny Apocalypse. Nick, I had something to say about the Absolute Destiny Apocalypse sequence. What did I have to say? I had to say that the way they ascend the tower, and there's one particular shot in which we see sort of from the ground's perspective, looking up past the tower mm-hmm. at the upside down sky castle that represents eternity, mm-hmm. that it's got serious like Tower of Babel vibes. Babel's tower. The tower upon which man was going to... Uh, Achieve godhood or some shit Ascend to heaven They were building yep. a tower to heaven And then God was like Oh I don't like that I'm Gonna cast down this tower And give you all different languages So you can never work together again God is not that cool And as we know The dueling arena and the tower Were attained through the work Professor Nemoro, A man mm. That's it that, That's it? That's all? <laughs> so are you saying that at some point The absolute destiny apocalypse will occur Where that tower that we ascend To get to the sky castle Oh everyone's gonna speak different languages <laughs> Yeah they're all gonna be like I can't remember anything that happened I'm a car now So Shiori is there as 
as the new like Rose Bride. For... We're not really hundred percent sure what's going on now. But well, e- mean... everyone can pull swords out of everyone else now. Yeah, so she's like the bride of um, Ruka. Ruka. He's got a blue rose on his breast, and he's like, "I've come here to fight you." Prepare I, to die. I have far greater skill with the sword than you do. And as we know, Utena only beat Jury by a miracle in their first duel. Mm. First and only duel. And this guy is on equal skill level. If not better. <gasps> but Utena's confident. She's like, hey, I, I can beat you. <laughs> you know, classic. Yep. Uh, and they all pull swords out of each other. Oh. It's all very intimate. And the song is talking about pentagram, shaping, pleasure, mandala. The reproductive cycle. Ooh. What does it mean? Grant us the power to bring the world revolution. Pulls the sword out of Utena. Men and women. Dignity. Chastity. Carnal pleasures. Restraint. I don't know what it could possibly be talking about. Bunch of cars shoot out of the ground. (laughs) It's about like androgyny, gender. I think at the end of the song, they're like, I'll make everyone androgynous. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of similar to last time where... Shiori is driving around in a car on the wall. But not in the driver's seat. And Anthe is not driving no, around. She's not the car. getting on board like she was with Kozue. Mm. She's like, oh, that car's gonna keep crashing. I can't get in that. <laughs> I am not gonna be in that one. Yeah. So Shiori's driving around and Ruka. He's talking smack. He's like, you're clearly not an amateur because you've beat you've beaten Sayonji and Toga, and they know what they're doing. They're good guys. So but I wonder I'm better. I wonder how I'll do. And uh, Utena's like, wow, that's the first time someone's like been nice to me during a duel. <laughs> These are strange words to hear. And he's like, well, I'm just a nice guy. I'm just a nice guy. Oh, no. He's like, I want to win. And they fight. Uh, and uh, she's like, <laughs> there was a moment where we were watching the duel. And I went, and like they clashed and she jumped back. Mm. And I went, oh, no, he's good. And then Utena went, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it's pretty, it's pretty, uh... It's a pretty good... It's tight. Pretty good duel. It's a tight fight. I was thinking... Mm-hmm. A dangerous pastime for sure. Yep. I was thinking about things that I've said early in the life of this podcast and how they reflect my current tastes and discussion of action sequences. Okay. It's of course, famously one of the things that drew me to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in comparison to other action anime mm-hmm. was the brevity of the fight scenes. How they're very short... One-off sort of yeah, like... and even in our longer two-parter modern-day episodes, mm-hmm. uh, the actual fight of the fight is often comparatively brief, and mm-hmm. so much of it is how can I get close to them? Yeah, it's just how do I get to the point where I will win? Yeah, and these ones, as I said to you, I can't remember if it was on, on this record or prior to it, but these duels are essentially music videos each time. Mm. So they're nice and quick, stylistic. Uh, they never, they rarely, if ever, last longer than two minutes. It's like the opposite of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think after a couple of like, I, I enjoy some nice fight Cory. God knows when we're doing Castlevania, we complimented the uh, choreography a lot. But I think after about two minutes of a fight, my attention starts to wane. Particularly if it's animated, like if it's live action, at least I can appreciate the athleticism. Mm. You couldn't watch a martial arts film. I could. No, no, no. But you couldn't watch it because it's most of the time it's just them walking around like this with like fists up. No, that's fine. Oh, interesting. Because that's when they express their philosophies. It is. Well, it should be. Yeah. Anyway, I was musing on action scenes Hmm. this past week. So it just kind of reminds you of that sort of, that that theme of, oh, they're nice and quick. I don't have to sit there for nine seasons to get a resolution of this Hmm. one fight. And in this one, you know, obviously it's very abstract. But there is both a song, a unique song, and also a shadow puppet play spelling the themes out to us. (laughs) Look, we're going to get them, and we're going to get them hard. Mm -hmm. He's like, come on, I'm just out of the hospital, and you must be going easy on me. You're not very good at this. And Utena's like, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Anthea says a prayer uh, silently, and the cars all shoot their lights up into the sky. The prince comes down. And Utena does her jump slash to win. Shiori looks terrified as her car crashes into the wall of the dueling arena. And she has like a shockingly real slumped over crumpled hood shot as Ruka stands fine next to her. And uh, lo- his rose is gone. Stark yeah. contrast to Mickey and Kozue uh, and even Sayonji with his empty car because mm. he's an incel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who um, just kind of like screeched when, to a halt yeah and they were all laying down next to the their spun out cars mm. just the crash car and then the duelist himself absolutely untouched I suppose indicating his up until now secretly selfish nature mm. 
and his dominance over the fight that he probably could have won anyway. But Sacrificing he's like, Shiori for more time on the clock. Exactly. And he's just like, oh, Shiori gets out from the car being like, oh my god, you you can beat her again, right? Like, we lost this time, but you can beat her. And he's like, there will not be a next time. You're just no good. <laughs> That's basically what he says. Yeah, he's basically like, oh, you're really good at ad-libs, but... I don't know what that means. Ad-libs are just like, you're really good I'm, at making shit yeah, up on the fly. I, but, like, what has she done... In that context of this episode. Oh, well, he explains, oh, that sword that was in my locker, that wasn't my sword. You were just there polishing that sword, weren't you? Yeah, but I don't really... I think he's like, you're really good at just vying for my attention, just so that you can play with someone else's emotions, right? I guess. And they keep talking... I think he's cottoned on to the fact that she's like, I want to make Jury feel hurt, or something like that. Is that that what she's doing now, though? I thought she actually liked him. That's why she was so distraught next episode. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe she's like... I'm looking for any opportunity because I'm broken, maybe. Hard to say. Multiple interpretations that could all be valid. I don't think she's broken. I mean, she literally was just like, you're the one for me over and over again on the answering machine. I mean, you know, teens get sad when they're dumped, you know? Yeah, And also, I think that particular soundbite that we'll discuss in a bit, I think that was him playing the same sound clip over and over on the car radio. I think it was her saying it again and again. Well, I guess we'll have to disagree. This time... Anyway, back at the back at the ocean duel bench, uh, jury jury's like, uh, "You leave jury out of this," and he's like, "She's a fool. You know that, don't you?" I shall leave her alone because she's a fool. And she's like, "How dare what are you? you after? Ugh. We'll have to find out next jury episode right now, which we do, and we do episode twenty nine, Azure in the dark. Nope, the the darkness of Azure, Azure." In the the heat of night. Baywatch nights. <laughs> Baywatch azure nights. Azure. Paler than the sky. Ooh. Realising it. Is that just them being like, okay, so the art direction here, guys, is that basically I want his hair to just be a little paler than the sky. What, and is, the it writer. With, what is it with death episodes and yeah. anime and the sky? Remember yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind, uh, the episode where... Um, uh, Abakio Abakio dies, dies yeah. uh, beneath the sky on a verge of falling Yeah. and now this episode where it turns out Ruka succumbs to his illness at the end mm-hmm. azure paler than the sky well maybe it's just uh, it's a nice it's metaphor. eternity yeah and you got things like um, it's raining it always rains it always from rains. the sky and then you see a silhouette of them in the sky <laughs> yeah Realising the only way to defeat Utena and Anthe is with a partnership equally as strong, Ruka seeks to ally himself with Juri. Ooh. It's a funny way of going about it. But it's the only way he can get his, uh, whatever it is that he's getting. And it still doesn't work. <laughs> Spoilers that you would have come to know later on. From this podcast. Ah. Uh, this is why we're starting from the other end. And here is the episode commentary. Hit me with it. The boy who does nothing but transfer schools. The boy who was supposed to be gone came back. He was always... Oh, sorry. He has always appeared at the same specific time. Frankly, I don't like him. He always... He always prods mercilessly at the exact places I don't want to be prodded. I'm assuming this is from Jury's perspective. Uh, Maybe. One day, I'd noticed that I'd changed. I'd always hated myself so passionately, but somewhere along the line that suffering had vanished. Was that his doing? Even if it was. Tough. I still hate him. And somewhere along the line, he's left again. People say he changed schools. At a hospital, I dropped by to visit a sick friend. I overheard the nurses talking. It sounded like one of their patients had died. Apparently at a certain specific time, he always used to slip away from the hospital and go someplace. Where? He told the nurses, I go to visit someone dear to me. And he left a request with his family. If I die, please don't tell anyone. It couldn't be. Couldn't. I mean, he transferred schools. I'm sure I'm overthinking this. I'll be waiting for him. My dear, transfer back here. I created an episode around that incident. There we go. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> God, they really rused me there. Just Maybe I should read these in advance. <laughs> Just the concept of like, hey guys, here's a deep and profound commentary on this. Then followed by, yeah, so this is what the episode's about. <laughs> it's like every, every time I see like an author's note or like... Something from gonna ruin it at the eleventh yeah. hour. From the perspective of like an actual author or something, where they're like, "So where'd you get the inspiration from?" I was like, "Oh, so I went down the street and there was this old man sitting on a bench, and I thought, 
is really weird. So I wrote a like character about him. It's like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's the main bad guy. It's like, why'd you make him the main bad guy? Oh, because he was throwing like rocks at squirrels. Oh, he does that in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> at a hospital, I dropped by to visit a sick friend. I overheard the nurses talking. They told me, one day you'll make an anime about oh, girls revolutionising various things. Oh my god. He got us again. <laughs> no, that was me. Oh, alas. Okay, couple of quick symbols that are important in this episode. Chairs. Chairs. There's a there's three chairs in the dueling room that are arranged so each chair is pointing at the next one along in the triangle. A gestalt triangle. Speak on that. A gestalt triangle is where... Imagine you have three circles, right? I won't. Okay. And they're they're equidistant from one another. Okay. But they have a triangle or like a pie cut out of them. So like Pac-Man tri- like circles, oh, yeah. yeah? And they're uh, all... and the implied triangle yes. is the the gestalt triangle. The liminal space between the triangles. Exactly. You basically see more than the sum of the parts. And why is it that and not just a triangle? Because a triangle would actually be physically drawn out. Whereas this one, there is technically no triangle okay. there. So what you're saying is we just have three points in a triangle shape. Yes. Okay. So there's three chairs in a triangle shape and each one is pointing at the next chair along. Mm. Uh, which is, of course, symbolising this weird little fucked up love triangle we got going on here. Although I suppose love? on Ruka's part, it's more uh, a deep ambition. Power play. Uh, 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 not a desire, I mean, he does sure. come, Even though he's like got his own warp, warped motivations, he does come on to jury rather oh, yeah. rather aggressively at oh, one yeah. point in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's for his own nefarious desires, yes. not not his like actual romantic desires. And then backing up that symbol, the... Um, tiling on the dueling room floor is like a series of interlocking triangles mm. as if to imply everything is a triangle the illuminati <gasps> the absolute destiny apocalypse quick um, flashback of key scenes from the previous episodes and repeated the dialogue that has echoed throughout jury episodes believe in miracles and they will know your um it was cut off deliberately here but it was like know your emotions or something yeah, like that they'll know your feelings know your intent They'll know who you are. Shiori and Suchia have a huge public breakup. Hundreds of people are watching. One guy is watching just slightly above the window frame. Yeah, real creepy style. He's like, Um, and she is like, please take me back. And he's like, please let go of my arm. Is this May? Because she's having a meltdown. What? Meltdown May is a phenomenon that is common on Twitter. What the fuck, Twitter? What? Why? Why is it common? May is the month where people have meltdowns. That's so weird. Okay. Believe me. And he's like, what should I believe? What do you want me to believe? That's weird. It's just like teen drama. We stop paying attention to what they're saying because we see that Anthony turns in the crowd and sees Shiori walking away also in the crowd. You mean Jury? Yes. (laughs) Jury is in the crowd and she's like, pathetic. Well, we don't even see her be like pathetic. She's just leaving. Yeah. But we think she's like... Pathetic. And every, I wish I was with her. Everyone's gossiping about how Shiori hasn't been coming to school lately. Because how could she? She's the talk of the whole school. She's just like acting just like Sayonji and Toga both acted after losing duels. But the duel she lost was a duel of emotions. And also mm. a proxy in an actual sword fight. <laughs> she did technically lose the duel by technicality. Yeah. So Jury's back in the fencing club. Yeah, she's having a lot of emotions. Utena is watching and comes to see her after the uh, after the day's bout. And Jury's like, oh, getting involved in my business again. And Utena's like, well, I should have some dialogue in this episode. Look, you need to go back for Shiori. Don't you care she's about Shiori? Really hard. Nope, this is her business. I told Ruka to leave Shiori out of this. I told Shiori that he was bad business. She told me to fuck off. She's made this bed. She can lay in it. And yet my chair is pointed... To the other chair. Yeah. Ooh. A friend of yours is being treated like this and you're doing nothing? You could at least hear her side of things. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, not doing it. Not doing it. I know what I'm about and what I'm about is stoicism over my own desires. Yep. Time for Utena to recap that entire piece of dialogue. To Anthony while holding hands in bed. So we get the meteor. It's facing up this time, not down. Told you it was important. It would come back. See? Yeah, why is that important? Uh, because it's like, this was the, the going down was like the, oh no, we're going to have some tension. The going up is like the resolution, right? We're, we're leaving the, this arc. So be ready to, to, um, comet. A forever, Nick. What can I say other than you're welcome? 
But is that how Jury really feels? Does she really not care? Oh no, crucially, Jury cares a lot, but she doesn't want anyone to know. Ah. Uh, Utena, the truth is I... What? What is it? Nothing. And, okay, all right, never mind. And uh, then we skip away. Yep. Uh, Shiori leaves uh, Ruka a voicemail being like, I love you. You're the only I'm, one for me. I know you're screening your calls for me, Ruka. <laughs> I know you hear me. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's listless in the back seat of the night car. <laughs> and Tokikiri turns around and is like, well, 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 couldn't yep. bloody do what we asked. As, hey? as I said to you, they just like formed this coalition of like bright haired assholes. Except for Akio, who still has grey hair. It's like bright white. It's not that bright. It's grey. Ish. It's striking. It is striking. I will give you that. Strikingly coloured assholes. He's like, well, I was expecting to lose anyway. Utena's a dangerous opponent. My skills were simply no match for her. And Tokikiri's like, wait, the, y- you knew you were going to lose? Why'd you do it then? Oh, well, I've got my reasons and I've got another scheme. All right, that sounds really dumb, but okay. So, Jury goes to see Shiori. We get a long shot before she leaves of just like going up on her as she's watching people fight. Just yeah. In deep thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was this the sequence where there was a lot of like sword clashes and then claps? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, how many applauses yeah. are there? <sighs> My sword fighting hands are getting so sore. Not from the fencing, but from all the clapping I have to do. <laughs> Every round apparently demands an applause. And I've really gone all out on making Shiori look miserable through the crack of her door here. Like completely and utterly shattered as yeah. a human being. But really like glossy character art. Mm, like alarmingly good looking. It's one of those real high budget shots, like on her hand on the door. Jury, did you come to laugh at me? No, that's that's not what I wanted to do. I bet you're happy now. No, that's that's not that's not what I. You can't. disgust me, Jury. No, but I. But that's not quite. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then she shuts the door on her. She's embarrassed, humiliated, and hates everything. These guys have a lot of baggage. She doesn't want to see her, and Jury does. Mm-hmm. But you know who wants to see Jury? Ruka. And Ruka is all like, hey, let's have a duel. They have a bit of a quick little fencing uh, fight. Unfortunately, first a whole bunch of other stuff happens. And then they're all like, hey, jury, you should just fuck off about Shiori. That, that shit ain't ever going to happen. Like, that's fucked. And then jury's all like, no. Jury, jury says, hey, you should take her back because it'll make her happy. And I want to, once again, subordinate my own interests to her happiness. Yeah. And, and he's all like, nah, man, that shit fucked. I don't really want to. I think she's spoiled, pushy, and self-centered. Traits that we've basically never never seen her espouse. And Jury loses her calls. Like, how dare you describe her in such a meaningless fashion? She is lovely. Yeah. She is great, and she's the best. Goes to really poorly punch him a couple of times. Like, not even aiming mm. at his head. Well, she's not trained in the way of unarmed combat. No. That's a different skill entirely <laughs> from a sword. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, he pins her up against the wall and forcibly kisses her. And he's all like, I think I will take her back. And then eventually he pushes her off. And he's like, maybe I, maybe I love you. Maybe I want to take you. And Jury's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then pushes him off. And then he's got, he's, he's somehow, while holding both of her hands and forcibly kissing her with his mouth, has unclasped her uh, photo pendant of Shiori and is holding it in his hands. He's like, look what I got. And he's like, oh, she's like, you leave Shiori out of this. <laughs> and so he slams it on the ground and hovers his um, his foot. And she looks the over. most genuinely distraught we've ever seen her. Uh, and she's like, please no, please no. And then he hovers and off screen, she runs forward and slaps him in the face and picks it up and like cowers before him. Then he's just like salt in the wound. Like, oh, maybe I will date her again. And then Jury just kind of looks back up at him in that way that's so just angry. like, you fucking fuck. I want you to duel me. What? I want you to duel me, she says. What Jury does? Yeah, she challenges him to a duel. Oh, excellent. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That does happen. The terms, if, if he wins... He'll back out. He'll never see Shiori no, again. No, those aren't the terms. And then if Jury wins, she'll do whatever he wants. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got that so mixed up. Uh... So, if Ruka wins, Shiori has to do whatever he wants. Shiori? Sorry, Jury. There we go. If Jury wins, Ruka has to date Shiori again because that will make because she believes that will make Shiori happy. Hmm, hmm. That sounds about right. I think mine would have been more fun, but... <laughs> and we don't see their duel up until it's intercut with Utena's duel later. Mm. Uh, but we see the aftermath and it's apparent from their stances that... Well, Jury has absolutely lost the yeah. duel. And we're like, oh, 
That that is sad. And he's like, you know, you've got such potential. You just need me to bring it out of you through a magical sword and or car ritual. And Juri quite literally is like, fuck off. And he's like, can't you hear it? Hey, Toga Kiryu, come over here and say say the stock footage of you summoning the car. And he's like, okay. So he literally Toga Kiryu just shows up and is like, without his shirt on. on. Yep, and is like, here we go, the thrum of the engine. Mm-hmm. Now I like I I do very much like and in classic jury fashion with her, she's she's historically been uninterested in the politicking of the Rose Bride duels. Mm. She duels Utena in her first episode, basically to just like because she gets angry at her um, essentially heteronormativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and in this episode. She isn't seduced by the throb of the engine like everyone else. She's basically like bargaining or... or She's trying to play both sides. No, she's being played by Ruka, but she's like, I know you're playing me, but fine. You won won the duel, so we'll do this. Yeah, she's just like, look, I get it. I've lost, but like, I need to come out on top somehow here. So... Do you really enjoy hurting her? And he's like... Yeah. Yeah. If we could perfect your latent abilities, no one could beat you. I can bring those abilities out in you. We can defeat Utena Tenjo together. And she's like, fine. She she does mention, like, you really want the power of miracles that badly, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. You coward, you want this miracle power that badly? And she says, you're the one who yearns for miracles. Uh, and once again, Shiori is focused. Uh, jury is focused on being like, Shiori's not just a tool for that, neither am I. And his words are... Uh, something about miracles and emotions. I don't need my feelings to be known. And even if I gained the power to work miracles... Oh, sorry, this is Jury talking. Yeah. I don't need my feelings to be known. And even if I get to to Shiori... Yeah. You mean to Ruka? No, to Shiori. To Shiori. Jury is saying to Ruka, I don't need to make my feelings to Shiori known. Yes. But if I had the power to work miracles, I would just release her from you because Mm. you're toxic. Mm. And everyone can see it. Yes. Except everyone that isn't me. So for the possibility to gain that power, I'll I'll go go with you for this. Yeah. She's, she's making a rational decision. Hmm. As Jury tends to do. Yep. And then is like, okay, I'm going to climb onto the hood of the car now. Yeah, literally the entire conversation happens between those two. And then is like, isn't the night hey, sky uh, good looking? Yeah, that's the first time he appears in the whole sequence too. Like, hey, I'm also here. So then Jury goes to Utena yep. and Utena's like, not you too, Jury. Yep. And she's just leaning out the window being like, Ugh, my heart's not really in this. Look, just fight me. Yeah. And then in the school hallway out the door, Rook is there like, hey, with the car. Hey, time to duel. <laughs> Skip the shadow puppet play this time. Instead, we get a long shot of Shiori uh, against the big stained glass window wall structure that they always do it. Hmm. And she looks lawnful. Yep. Lawnful? Lawnful. Sure. You mean forlorn? Uh, sure. <laughs> and Ruka... Uh, oh, God. Names fail me. <laughs> Jury is staring out the window, presumably at her, or at least thinking of her. Mm. Aren't we all? Absolute destiny. Apocalypse. They go up the gondola. It's Ruka in the uh, Rosebride role, and Shiori, Jury, in the duelist role. <laughs> It's Ruka and Juri. Great touch where um, when he is doing the sword pull out of her, her, her chest, it's all washed out and kind of sickly. Mm. So all the colours change, their uniforms kind of change? It's, it's just stylistic. It's, it's, like, it's essentially the same role as like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure colour pattern shift. Yeah, and uh, she just looks... Which I Absolutely guess, manipulated and not yeah, at all willing to go Her heart's not really in it. He's obviously very sick. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, putting like a hand behind her ear being like, I uh, own you yeah. now. And uh, the Utena and Anthony one is regular and wholesome. <laughs> Just being like, pull that sword out of me, fam. Gotcha, can do. Man, I wish my... I wish my love life involved Swords. Someone, someone that was like, pull the sword out of me. I'm like, oh yeah, here you go, fam. And then it's like, it's a good time. Yeah. An ode to the face. An ode to the neck. An ode to the hair. An, an ode, ode to, to the, the nails, nails. An ode to the chest. An ode to both hands. An ode to both feet. Terms of condition. Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> an ode to the whole body. In other words, a crest. That's the song today. Something about heraldry. Yep, the heraldry of the human body. Ah... It's been known for ages. They duel. The bells are ringing. <laughs> this duel has a lot of animation reused and repurposed from the first Utena and Jury duel, mm-hmm. uh, but in different contexts. So 
Uh, and I, I, I recognise this, A, because I've watched that duel a few times. I, I'm absolutely <laughs> not surprised by but this. B, Jury particularly has like this particular like sweeping elegance to her sword fighting that's pretty mm. unmistakable, which is why it surprised me that we also get see some shots of her previous duel with Ruka in this. Mm, but it's sort of like interspliced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And... We see the parallels. There's a shot in the first jury Utena duel where Jury sort of effortlessly sidesteps Utena and then pushes her from the back. Mm. And in the Ruka jury flashback duel, he does that to her with the exact same animation. Ah, she's fought this fight before. No. <laughs> oh. well, uh, it's representing, I suppose, that 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 mirroring of the roles. Jury is on the back foot. Yeah, on the yeah. back foot, much in the same way that Utena was in their first duel. Mm. Uh, and then, because it is once again an Utena jury duel, they reuse some of that footage, but it's got the cars behind it. Mm. And so Jury's getting her, mm. you know, face slammed into the dirt by Ruka in the first duel. In the past, but uh, if I remember right. They ba- they don't really go much further than being like I'm gonna beat you. Well, they also they also reuse. There's a shot in the first duel where um, Jury is toying with Utena and like Utena like Ugh! like lunges back and like closes her eyes because she's about to get stabbed in the face. Yeah. Uh, and in that duel, Jury stops and is like, Oh, please, are you done already? Let's make this last a bit longer. In this one, because Jury's heart isn't in it, she holds back from the blow and then Ruka off on the sidelines is like, Hey, stop fucking around. Look, you you said you would do it, right? And yeah. she's just there going, I really, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Thinking of Shiori the whole time, mm. dueling. Because uh, after all, once uh, once she wins this, that's it. There's no going back, right? And then, um, well, you've got to, once you hold the Rose Bride, you've got to keep the Rose Bride, crucially. Yeah. And um, then there'll be no room for Shiori. In the Ruka uh, jury duel, Ruka's like, hey, Shiori sucks. She's not going to get the miracles right. She doesn't understand that you have to stand on the sacrifices of others. But And yet, sh- pe- miracles only come to people like her. Isn't that unfair? Ignorance is bliss. And then Utena does the prince thing. Big jumping slash doesn't hit the Rose, but instead accidentally shatters and destroys Jury's uh, pendant. Yep. And mm. like colour becomes all washed out. Utena does not stick the landing. It's crumpled on the floor. And Jury, rather than effortlessly destroying Utena at this stage, staggers forward. Everything's uh, becoming grey and washed out. She's, she's acting as if she's been physically wounded, but she just keeps staggering forward, back turn, back turn, long shots of her back turn. And then she just reaches up and pulls her own rose off her... And just, just throws it on the like, ground. Hey, yeah, I'm not. I am more interested in Shiori than in this end of the world bullshit. So, bye. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, this this is not worth it. The sacrifice that has been made here, not worth it. Yeah. And then it starts raining. Yeah, the rain underneath. Much the like in Men in Black Two, it rains because she's sad. <laughs> and, um, she, and everyone's like, now mm. we're sad. Now we're wet. If only all those umbrellas from that other duel were here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um. It's like that Daniels bit where it's like, "Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to jump off this building?" And the guy's like, "No way!" And then he uh, beats his knee. This is in Daisy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then he beats out his knees so he can't like walk anymore. And then he starts going. He like runs away. He's like, "Really? Uh, bet you wish you could jump over." This sounds fucked. Yeah, I really wish you could jump off the building, huh? And the guy's like, "You cheeky fucker! Nice meeting you." He's like, "Nice meeting you." And then just leaves. I'm not going to lie, Link. I don't really understand the point of that story. Well, it's like that in that if there were umbrellas here, they uh, they probably would be fine. But no umbrellas. So that's a shame, it's, it's isn't a, it? Metaphorically, their legs are broken by getting wet. Exactly. <laughs> so Ruka has... Uh, we don't see his face. So, uh, But he looks disappointed. Yeah, and he's like, he's just saying, jury, it'll be all right. And she's distraught. Uh, she is wordlessly like you can go fuck yourself a million times and over. all the cars have their windshield wipers on <laughs> for some reason jury is sitting in the uh love tri- the gestalt triangle of chairs yep being like it'll be all right huh now where really? are the chairs facing at this point they are all facing a jury all of them and juries is facing at the one that i guess symbolizes shiori Ooh. um metaphors and uh T- time passes. Oh, Jury's the club captain again? Yeah, yeah, he stopped coming to school. Mm. Um, I'm sure I'll be back one day, maybe. Mm. Maybe he's just sick again. Oh no, someone's been injured over there. Oh, don't worry. With Jury here, she- that she'll get proper first aid care. 
And then Juri takes that girl to the infirmary. There's a, like some brief mundane discussion about regionals and club duties. But then as she's leaving, belated shadow puppets. They, yeah. they come by and have a much less uh, abstract discussion than usual, being like, hey, did you hear about that patient who died? Yeah, really cute, really into fencing. Oh, you know, uh, I hear he had a very sick illness. Yeah, he knew how sick. He had a very sick illness. Yeah, it was, it was very fully, sick illness. It was fully sick. You know, um, Ruka says it's fully sick. <laughs> and he knew how sick he was, but he wanted to go back and do something before he, uh, you know, tragically passed. There must have been a girl in the fencing club that he loved. And then we slowly pan to the right and there's juries. Not, not walking forward right now, just listening to this yeah. conversation. He used to say something a lot. He wanted to give the power to grant miracles to the one he loved. To free her from something. Mm. Free her? What's that mean? And then it's back in the um, it's the empty the empty fencing room the empty the empty gestalt triangle yeah the gestalt triangle but now it's just a gestalt it's two line. chairs but the jury chair has turned to where the ruka chair used to be and now the ruka chair is gone yes ooh because <laughs> he's dead yep uh, and jury's walking home uh, and it's like oh next time we meet I want to ask you something and then Shiori sees her pass by and runs to catch up with her. But she looks uninterested. What did you hope to gain by pursuing the power to grant miracles? And who did you hope to help by getting it? I pray that those feelings reach her. The end. The end. What a brutal arc. Yeah, a rough couple of eppies. Jesus Christ. We love jury episodes. <laughs> They're always so sad. <laughs> jury is our sad lesbian icon. She can't win. She is society. <laughs> She's unambiguously the best but keeps losing <laughs> she literally shouldn't lose as much as she does on a technical level <laughs> and yet okay uh nick highlights and lowlights my highlight has to be when it starts raining mm, because that was good. the shattered pendant uh, mixed with oh, just jury throwing away her rose and therefore her interest in the dueling game mm. Mm, tasty mm. Uh, but I also just enjoy like the amount of symbolism that's going on where it's like before you had the chairs yeah. and like now you've got the pendant and now it's like sacrifice and then the pendant shatters and it's like, oh my God, there's so much going mm. on here. But now is she free? And it's like, oh my God, it's all so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great bit. My highlight, let me think. Do it. I am. <laughs> I've already thought a thousand times <laughs> over. I really liked um, uh, the intercut two duels mm -hmm. uh, and, as I talked about at length, that reuse of previous animation. Which is, you know, pretty good. Because it's obviously a budget measure, but they also did it in a way that I felt like had some meaning. Mm -hmm. Low lights. Low lights. Um, actually, honourable mention in highlights to the sudden 11th hour announcement of Ruka's death. Because... Uh, you know, I wasn't fond of him in these two episodes. Yeah. But the fact that it's just these two self-contained... Um, these two contained eps. Yeah, rather than, like, introducing, like, a new, like, smug, self-assured player mm. this far into the game. Yeah. Uh, I felt like made it much more interesting. Palatable. Yep. Very nice. Low lights. It's hard. It's real hard. It is indeed hard. Uh, low lights. Why is Shiori so mean to Jury? <laughs> I reckon my low light would have to be the um, the car sequence. Yeah, I think I was going to say I something think, similar. Yeah, probably both car sequences are pretty... Um, one's a bit more egregious to me than the other. The first one? Where it's just Akio cruising around with a couple of teens fucking in his car. But it's just like both of them are a bit like, okay, alright, this this is happening, I guess. But Akio's not really pulling any strings. This is kind of like this other kind of thing that could happen that didn't need the car there <laughs> they just decided we'll put it in the car why not yeah keep like the same thing happening and it's like yeah but weird it does feel a bit odd that kiryu had to come and be all like i'll show you this car yeah. <laughs> like it's just yeah it's a bit odd agreed hmm. um your so, no same <gasps> same i felt like i made that clear Ooh. <laughs> so nick yeah uh i'm here for you we've had mm -hmm. sionji we've had mickey Yep. We've had jury and new new extra secret character DLC Ruka, <laughs> Ruka Suchiko or something. Suchia, Suchia. Uh, and you know, if usual patterns hold, we've got a Nanami and a Toga Kiryu in the mix soon. Of course, of course. And then an Akio. 
and maybe even like a Tsuabuki or a Keiko. Who knows? We just don't know. What will happen in episode 30 of Revolutionary Girl Utena, mm-hmm. The Barefoot Girl. Ooh. How many eps do we have left? There are 39 episodes. So we have nine episodes left. No, ten episodes left. Yes. Yes. Okay. Numbers. Hmm. The Barefoot Girl. The Barefoot Girl. I reckon we it don't, might be. We don't identify with a character who is consistently at barefoot. But maybe and this I mean that is... both in the sense that we don't know what, someone like that as a character trait and also bare feet are gross. <laughs> um, maybe this is a... Um, what's her name from... Keiko. Uh, yeah, Keiko from The Vermin. Um, she might get more screen time again. <laughs> maybe. Hooray! And then Nanami will be all like, you are useless to me. You are worthless to me. And then she'll have her own little story. Or the barefoot I girl. think it's going to be either... It's either going to be a um, Anthe character episode, mm-hmm. like delving a bit more into the whole Anthe and Akio situation, giving yep. us a taste of some truth there. Yeah. Or it's going to be a Nanami episode and the title refers to... Uh, being barefoot in public because she forgot her shoes that day. Oh, it's true. It could be a joke Nanami episode. I meant to see I meant a serious one, but um But I mean Nanami's eps usually the ridiculous ones are like Nanami's X. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Um no, I was going to say um like the sort of unguarded self that she has around her brother compared to mm. uh, you know, the psychopath that she presents to everyone else. <laughs> uh mate I don't know, I don't know if it'd be Nanami though, right? Like the barefoot was it the barefoot lady or the barefoot girl? Girl. Girl. Maybe it's a new character. Or maybe it's Suwabuki's little friend from his Black Rose <gasps> episode. Oh my god, what if? Maybe she'll get into the uh, night sex car. <laughs> <laughs> Nanami, I know what you want from me, and it's not this. And Nanami will be like, Yeah, it's definitely not this. <laughs> so, okay, I guess we'll just sit here awkwardly then. Do you wanna go to McDonald's drive thru? <laughs> no, that is not at all what I want to do. Oh, okay, alright, that's fine. I'm on a diet. I'm Nanami. I'm going to sit and fit in this yellow cat suit all the time. Can't oh. be out eating Happy Meals. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out next time. Yeah, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Maybe, 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 maybe there's a new girl that shows up. I hope not. I mean, we've just done a new boy two-parter. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be like, oh my God, one of Utena's long lost friends. Yeah, we really don't know anything about her outside yeah, so, of this school. So maybe she'll show up and be all like, oh my God, you remember when your parents died? She'll be like, Yes! Maybe it will be a... Because Kiryu's occupied a weird position. With Akio and... Yeah, yeah. as like his like messenger, essentially. The herald of Akio. Mm. Maybe it'll be something that gets him into a more active dually role. Maybe. But maybe not. I don't know. And we'll find out next time on Revolutionary Girl Utena, as performed by Jojo's World. I'm Nicholas. I'm I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. I really struggle with that. And I'm Liam S. Smith, the main one of the co-hosts. <laughs> and until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.